Arizona Sports. Kevin Durant. Watch. The latest on KD to the Suns with Burns and Gambo. It's not you. It's me. You're giving me the it's not you, it's me routine? I invented it's not you, it's me. Nobody tells me it's them, not me. If it's anybody, it's me. Oh, George, it's you. You're damn right it's me. <laughs> <laughs> that was your best one yet, Mitch. Uh, it's that, good. Was really, that was really, really good. good. That was really good. Um, we're, we're, it's our final day here on the Burns and Kimbo Show of being able to play the Kevin Durant to the Suns Watch liner promo tag, whatever you want to call it. We've been playing it since June 30th, so we figure, you know what? This is the last day we're going to use it. We're going to go out in style with it. We're going to play it, and we're going to put stuff like Should that all write, it, put in an envelope, Write a name down, put it in an envelope. What is the next time we have who is the next big name player in any sport that we're like, the watch is on, or the Cardinals going to get this guy, or the Diamondbacks going to get this guy? Who would it be? That's a great question. Who is going to be the next watch? Ooh, the C- any any of the locals? CD Lamb? Well, the Cowboys aren't getting rid of CD Lamb. He's just an OU guy. Come I don't on, know. man. Yeah, how many OU guys can you have? Urban Meyer to ASU. Oh God! Wait, wait. What did you say? I'll throw my hat in the ring for Shohei Otani. The Shohei Otani watch? No way! No way! The owner's selling the team. He's going into the final year of his deal on a team that hasn't been in the postseason for almost a decade. No, no way, no way. Who is the next big? But that's the thing. A year ago, who would have thought Kevin Durant that that watch was going to be I mean I guess maybe it would have made a little sense but like J.J. Watt when that happened man nobody thought J.J. Watt was coming here and then he came here so I, I, don't, I don't know I don't know who the next watch is is going to be but I know this Kevin Durant isn't coming to the Suns at least he's not coming to the Suns anytime soon he um, today it was the, the Brooklyn Nets sent out a statement that Joe Sy the owner Steve Nash the coach Sean Marks the GM Kevin Durant his agents, his his business partners, they all got together and decided they're going to kiss and make up. And everybody's happy and everyone's moving forward with a vision of bringing a championship to Brooklyn, blah, 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 blah. He's <laughs> not getting moved, okay? He's staying no. put. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be permanent. I mean, it's still Kyrie Irving and it's still Kevin Durant and it's still the Nets. It's still a recipe for chaos and trouble and problems. And so let's keep an eye on this. But the idea of any time soon, and by that I mean by the start of the season or even the trade deadline, Kevin Durant coming to the Suns, it's done. And so that begs the question, now that it is done, how close did we come? They didn't come very close at all. And it all started on June 30th when KD, on that day, KD requested a trade. And I remember immediately, you know, calling and calling and calling. And I, and I tweeted out that I have two sources that confirmed to me that the Nets have no interest in DeAndre Ayton. And from that point forward, it really made things almost impossible. The Suns had multiple conversations with the Nets over the course of two months. Multiple conversations. They had not spoken to the Nets, honestly, in the last couple of weeks. But there were multiple conversations during that time frame with the Nets in which the, the Suns were always informed, you don't have what it would take to get a deal done. So that's where there was no, you know, Mikhail Bridges was not offered. There was no formal proposal by the Nets saying, we want this, 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 because the Nets just looked at the Suns roster and like, you don't have enough to make a trade. Now, there were discussions, but never offers. It was never an offer. The Suns never made an offer, and the Nets never gave a proposal. And the Nets have the assets, so they'll, they'll, they'll tell you what they want. Like, you call them, hey, how you doing? Yeah, we're interested in Durant. I would want this, but it never got that. And Nets never said, I would want this, 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 and this, and you got a deal. Because the, 
The Nets didn't, didn't have enough. Yeah. Didn't have enough. And you know this because I have said this for two months now that every time the Suns had discussions with the Nets, they were told. You don't have enough. Yeah. Like, you can't make a deal. You don't have enough. Which is why we then discussed what would it take to get a third team involved, a fourth team involved, to try to see if a deal got done. Because we knew that there was no way to get a deal done with just the Nets and the Suns. Them not wanting Aiton was, as you say, a real game changer. And it was. It, it, it just because it was such an easier path. It was a simpler path. You could sort of see where it was going to go at that point. We weren't sure if Aiton was going to be on the roster. And, and I, I still remember getting text messages from from buddies of mine, people who work in the building, and they're like, man, if Gambo's right and Aiton's out, I don't know how they're going to do this. I, I don't know and they how couldn't. they can do this. Well, there was there was two paths where they could have, okay? Path number one was a three or four team trade, right? Where they, where they satisfy the Nets' desire for more. And, and if they didn't have enough, they needed to go out and find teams that had enough and made it happen. The only other way it could have happened was if Kevin Durant put the squeeze on the Nets so hard that the Nets are like, all right, we got to get rid of this guy. He's being a pain in the rear. We, we don't. Well, at this point, we'll take pennies on the dollar for Kevin Durant. And to the credit of the Nets, and I'll give him credit for this, they didn't budge. They didn't budge. They no. didn't flinch. They didn't. I mean, if this is a game of chicken, Kevin Durant way flinched before. I, I mean, to the point where I, I'm listening to the promo that we're playing for our morning show, and Dan Bickley is right. For all of the tough talk from Kevin Durant, Man, he sure did cave, didn't he? I mean, like, it was just two weeks ago that he said, fire the coach, fire the general manager, trade me. These are the things that have to happen. Two weeks later, he's good. You're the Nets. You have a you have a, a meeting recently, right, with, with the last 24, 48 hours. Look, we're not trading you. So, like, whatever you want to do. So we, we, we have two paths. We have two paths now. You could hold out. And we'll find you, and you'll be, and we'll, or you can come, we can come to an agreement that we're going to try to make this work. And so they decided to come to an agreement because he wasn't going to hold out. He had two hundred million dollars on the table. He's got four years. He was never going to like not play. I, I, I hear what you're saying. It's just to do it this early before training camp. You had four weeks to try could've to play this out even more. Played it out a little longer if you're Kevin Durant. It, it, it seems like I, I you caved awfully quickly to the idea that they weren't going to trade you. And, and maybe you know what? Maybe because Kevin Durant looked in himself in the mirror and he's like, look, what am I doing? What am I doing? I got $200 million coming my way. They know that I'm going to want to just play hoop when it comes time to go to training camp. They know I'm not going to sit out. out. They know I'm not going to be a jerk and and say bad things about guys. So let's just get this over with now. Rip off the bandaid. And basically, I mean, basically Kevin Durant quit. He basically quit. I mean, this idea of I'm committed to getting out of here. He quit that. He's like, eh, no, never mind. I quit. I, I'm, well, I'm not that committed to getting out of here. I'll, I'll come back and stay because it's clearly I'm not going to get my way. Yeah, it's your footloose scenario. The two tractors going towards each other, and somebody had to somebody had to get somebody off the tractor. Jump. Yeah, I just I thought Kevin Durant was going to sit in the seat a little longer before he jumped. That's all. You thought this was going to go right? Yeah, he jumped I, pretty early. He, he huh? jumped pretty early. You know, he like in Footloose when the two tractors are heading towards <laughs> yeah. each other, and the the hick on the other side is like, "Jump, come on, boy, jump!" <laughs> that that that's what I expected. Kevin Durant, you know, that's when that's when Kevin Bacon, you know, didn't jump, but Kevin Durant did. He jumped early, and so so for the Suns' perspective. Okay. Yeah. They it, it wasn't really close, and now when we talked yeah, there about was this nothing, earlier. There was nothing for them. There was nothing for the Nets to reject because there was never an offer from the Suns. And so we talked about this earlier. I I don't 
think we have anything to worry about with the guys who are currently on the Suns, who could have been involved with this. They never technically were involved with this. There was a lot of speculation. I don't think they have to worry about an unhappy family when they all get together for training camp. But, I wouldn't think so either. But, but uh, who knows? You know, I, Like I've said all along, I think that one of the great things that the Suns did was protecting their players throughout this whole process. Yes. They did a tremendous job of not having any of their players directly linked in a trade for Kevin Durant. Now, maybe a lot of that is because the Nets just didn't like didn't want anything on their roster but the Suns never got to the point where like I'll, I'll give you Mikhail I'll give you Cam I'll give you Dario I'll give you four first round picks I'll give you this like they they just never got to that discussion and that's where just never um, you know the way it works so you got the assets you call and you demand certain things if there's a team like if the Nets really wanted to make a deal they would call that team and say I need this to to make a trade happen and then you can maybe come back a little bit but the Nets never got to that point they had the asset right they, they were the dictator here. They had they had the ability they to control the process. They right. controlled the whole process. So, you know, the second like, uh, hey, you don't have what it takes. Well, what if you take that? I already told you, like, you don't have what it takes. Well, what if I get you don't have, there's nothing you have that I want. Yeah. Like, there's nothing you have that I want. Stop. Just stop. Stop asking. In the moment, it was fun to talk about. I got a little tired of it. I think you got a little tired of it. Yeah. I think people got mm-hmm. a little tired of hearing about it uh-huh. because nothing happened. But, man, I'll go back to that June 30th. And, and even with the news that Aiton couldn't be involved, wasn't going to be involved, it's just the thought of Kevin Durant joining up with Devin Booker and Chris Paul, it was intoxicating. It was absolutely, you could get drunk off of that. It was so much fun to think about. It really was. And it was it was so much. Is this the closest you think? They didn't really come close, but do you feel like this was the closest that any of these local teams came to a, to a star player that, and that they didn't get? Hmm. It seemed like they were closer to, would you consider LaMarcus Aldridge a star player? No. He was a very good player. I don't know if he was a star player. Peyton Manning? That's the one I'm thinking of, and I feel like they got Peyton Manning when he was sitting there with Michael Bidwell. Well, you know what? Yeah, they got... You know what? I'm thinking about this out loud. I think they got closer with Peyton because Peyton had the choice. It was truly up to Peyton Manning and only Peyton Manning where he was going to go, right? Like, it was up to him. It was his decision. And it was never really Kevin Durant's decision. So as you've been saying for the last 10 minutes, the Suns weren't really that close to getting him. Uh I think you could argue the Cardinals were closer to getting Peyton because they at least got a visit with him, right? He came to town. He could have chosen them if he wanted to. He didn't. Whereas in this scenario... The Suns, it wasn't up to them. It was They were completely at the mercy of the dictator in all of this, and the dictator was the Brooklyn Nets. So, yeah, I, I think technically I would say they got closer to getting Peyton Manning than they did to sure. the Suns did to Kevin Durant. In the end, they were never really that close. Yeah. <clears throat> Funny. We've uh, got a big reminder for you to tell you about the Phoenix Suns. They just announced their brand new Nike Classic Edition uniform, the throwback purple sunburst logo that they wore 30 years ago in the uh, the team that went to the NBA Finals with Barkley and KJ and Marley. We're giving you the chance. They're going to be wearing that jersey for certain games this season. We're giving you the chance... To own one of those jerseys, text the word jersey to 62620. You could win one of those brand new jerseys. Again, text the word jersey to 62620. The grades are in for the Cardinals' acquisition of Cody Ford. How do they do? Plus, is there another young offensive lineman we should be paying more attention to? We'll tell you about that coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 
Burns and Gambo. Gonna change the channel of the TV in a minute to the Diamondbacks game, but we're watching the Little League World Series on ESPN in here in the studio. Yeah, they got the kid on who played the catcher in the Sandlot. He looks exactly he looks the same. Exactly the same. <laughs> he looks the great Hambino, right? The great Hambino. The great Hambino. It, he he could be the great Hambino right now if he wanted to. He doesn't look any different at all. Wait, so you guys it. missed how the inning ended? What? It was the weirdest thing. So Walker half swings. He makes contact with the ball, and the ball kind of goes straight down, and it looked like it stayed in the batter's box. The catcher picked it up, threw to third, got the out, and then they threw it over to first to end the, end the inning with a double play. Yeah, no, I didn't see that. I know, I'll know. i watch it. I, I, I had forgotten the game had started, so I meant to change the channel. I did not see that crazy play. Really? So that's that's how the Walker inning ended? Walker just stood there. He didn't know. He, he stood there. He didn't foul. know. He thought it was a foul ball. Wow. Sorry, I was... We were hypnotized. All your fault, Burns. He great looks Hambino. exactly the same. <laughs> he does. He looks exactly, he looks exactly the same. He's got the crazy curly hair, the right. fro, the freckles, all of that. He look. He seriously looks exactly the same. It's very, very funny. Sorry, we we, we are very easily distracted today in here in the studio because we're, we're we're celebrating the last day of speculating on whether Kevin Durant is coming to the Phoenix Suns, and it's over, and it's just got us all kind of in a loopy mood. You're killing me, Small. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's a great movie. You're killing me, Smalls. That's a great movie. It is a great movie. It's a lot of fun. I think my wife's first crush was Benny the Jet. Really? I think so. What year did that movie come out? It was like 2001, I think. 2003, somewhere around there. Don't ask me who directed it. I don't know. Oh, I'm not going to ask you that. I, Just I, what I, year I don't did it come know. Out? I think it was like 01, 02, 03, somewhere around there, I think. I do not know who directed The Sandlot. I should know. Because it was 1993. Oh, it was that old? 1993. It came out in 93? Yeah. Oh, I thought it came out... Maybe it's because my kid watched it so much when he started watching TV Yeah, that I felt that was about the time he was starting to watch TV. So I just assumed it came out around then. Because that's when he... I, I, 1993. My wow. wife was like four or five years old. Oh, so man. like... That, yeah, I remember... Okay. Sorry, uh, that was a that was boy. That was a misjudge, right? Wow, two thousand one, nineteen ninety three. How yeah. does that kid still look the same? That's t- t- thirty years later. <laughs> Next year is the thirty year anniversary of Sandlot. April seventh, April seventh coming up. The April seventh that's coming up is the thirty year anniversary of Sandlot. So that kid's like a. 40-year-old adult now, and he still looks exactly the same. 45 years old. That's nuts. Or something. That's crazy. Close. Absolutely crazy. Um, all right. Well, sorry. We got distracted by that. What we should have been talking about were the grades that came out from CBSSports.com on the Cody Ford trade by the Cardinals yesterday, because it wasn't that kind with the Cardinals. They gave him a C- for giving up a fifth-round pick for Cody Ford. They gave, the, they gave the Bills a B. Now, I know yeah. for you, a C- is, man, you go home and you put that report card on the fridge, right? Uh, just pass or fail, man. That's what my mom, mother, and father wanted to know. Yeah, I, t- I had a test today. Did you pass or fail? I passed it. Oh, great. Great. You're going to be a rocket scientist. I got a 67 on it, but I like, you know, pass or fail was all that mattered in my house. I didn't like to look at the A, B, C, D thing. It didn't, that didn't matter. But uh, the point here is like, look, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what kind of grade I would give Cody Ford. I think it's a worthwhile risk for the Cardinals. 
I think it's a worthwhile race. Not give up a first round pick, a second, a third, a fourth. He was a second round pick just a few years ago. He was a second round pick. Cardinals had a second round grade on him. So did everybody else. And you give it up a fifth round pick for him. It's a worthwhile risk. You know what? If he doesn't pan out, you lose a fifth round pick. Okay. If he works out and you like him and you keep him, that you know, you're probably not going to be able to get a better player than him in the fifth round. I don't know what the grade's going to be. It's too hard to tell with this right now. I just think the risk was not that great. I don't think they a fifth round pick. It's oh, it's okay. Nobody's looking at a fifth round pick saying, "Hey, that guy's going to be a all you know a starter and all pro." No, no. And I think some people look at picks, all picks, like, "Oh man, how could you give up a fifth round pick?" And I tend to agree with you. A fifth round in the sense that a fifth round pick. I mean, let's be yes. You could go through the history of the NFL drafts, and I'm sure you could pick out dozens of players who were selected in the fifth round who turned out to be really good players. You know what else you could do? You could find dozens upon dozens upon dozens of players picked in the fifth round who turned out to be nothing. I mean, at that point, the draft, it's a Perhaps little you. bit better than a lottery ticket, right? I mean, it's yeah. a little bit better. Yeah, they're good players who have come out of the fifth round, but you're probably twice as likely, four times as likely to pick a player in the fifth round who's a bust than you are to find someone who's a success. Plus, I, I, I think, okay, I, I get the grade and I understand, you know, that Cody Ford hasn't done anything to establish himself in the league in the, in the few years. I I think Steve Keim has shown over the last several years that the one thing he's pretty good at is trading picks for players. Like I, I like I would even argue that it's his strength as a general manager. I would too. Is trading picks for players. And so in that regard, there's a little bit of, you know, the, yeah, Steve Keim in the draft, I've got some trust issues. Steve Keim trading draft picks for players. I actually think he's kind of good at it. So I don't mind especially in a year where you've got a comp fifth pick coming to you, another comp fifth pick coming to you for free agency. Yeah, three compensatory picks coming to you. You're dealing from a position of strength when it comes to the draft next year. I don't mind sacrificing one of those on an offensive lineman that maybe gives you a little continuity going into next year if you want to re-sign him, which you could use. Listen, maybe maybe being with Sean Kugler will help. Maybe being with Kyler Murray will help. Maybe it just didn't, didn't work out. Listen, it's not like the guy didn't play. Okay? Like, he played a oh, lot. He played. He started. He started as, as, as a rookie. That's that's kind of the problem, is that that's kind of why the grade was so low for the Cardinals. It's like, hey, man, the, the Bills got a good, long look at them. They played them, they started, mm-hmm. and they didn't like what yep. they saw. It's not like he's sight unseen for anybody. Some ways, that kind of works against the Cardinals. Well, because that, because that we always talk about this with the Cardinals. They kept all their own players. Why? Because you, you know what you have. Yeah. You know, the players, that you know what you have in-house. So that's why it's harder to go get a player from another team, but look, sometimes you got to do it, and they had to do it here. We've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. You can subscribe right now on your iPhone or your Android, and you'll never miss any of the shows. The Burns and Gambo Show podcast is brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. That was a very quick trip from trade me to I'm good. We put a bow on the Kevin Durant saga next on the Burns and Gambo show. Arizona sports, Kevin Durant, watch the latest on KD to the Suns with Burns and Gambo. Touchdown! No! No! The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs! 
We found every negative, angry soundbite we could find in the archives <laughs> to attach to the Kevin Durant to the Suns watch. This is the last day we're playing them. After this, we're putting them in the archive, storing them away. Locking them up, closing the box, duct tape and all that. It's going to be nice not to have to search for info on Kevin Durant. Honestly. To call people and ask about Kevin Durant. I'm looking forward to that. Seriously. I'm going to call a bunch like, of NBA teams. What are you hearing on Durant? What are you hearing? Are every, you guys in? Are you guys not in? Every morning for the last two months as part of the show prep, just Googling Kevin Durant. Yeah. And that's how I would just Google, Google Kevin Durant, see what stories pop up. Because I knew we were going to talk about it. We had to talk about it. We Not that we had to, but we we understood that when a guy like Kevin Durant wants to come to the Phoenix Suns, or at least the Suns are mentioned as a possibility, we kind of feel like it's our responsibility to... And that's a big deal. It's a really, really big deal. And let's so find out as much as we possibly can. Well, today, and this is officially the last day we're playing these things, the Kevin Durant... At least I assume it is, because there's nothing to update you on. Today, the Nets released a statement. The owner, Joe Sy, the general manager, Sean Marks, the head coach, uh, Steve Nash, the two guys that Kevin Durant three weeks ago said he wanted fired, they all got together in Los Angeles, and apparently everything's good. Everything's fine. They all have this vision of moving forward with the Brooklyn Nets. Couldn't have done this two months ago? Seriously, honestly, we, we couldn't have figured this out. Saved us a little bit of time Ser- here and yeah. agony. And- hey, I, I, it, it's... Pat Bev was right. (laughs) Pat Bev was right. Right. We'll get into that in a second. He was right. Kevin Durant is staying with the Brooklyn Nets. Now, that's no guarantee that everything's going to be cool three months from now, six months from now, a year from now. It's still the Nets. It's still Durant. It's still Kyrie. It's still a very volatile situation and one that we need to keep an eye on. But anybody who thought that Kevin Durant was coming to the Suns before this season started, that dream is done. It's over. It's not going to happen. And now we're left trying to figure out kind of what's next. For well, first of all, how do you feel about it? I mean, you, you know, you're 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 a lifelong yeah. Suns fan. Are you are you upset? Are you dejected? Are you like yeah? It's so like, is it okay? I would have like rather. Sun gonna come up tomorrow. Honestly, the sun's gonna come up tomorrow. I would have rather had him than not. I wanted. Uh, you'll remember for the last two months. Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, every first-round pick you've got, trade it. Trade it all. Go get Kevin Durant. You're only going to get one shot at this. Go do it. So am I disappointed? Yeah, I'm disappointed. It helps that what's left is a team that won 64 basketball games last year. Okay, A team that is flawed. I'm not going to sit here and say they're perfect. And a team that has some question marks going into the season. But at least there's the foundation of a team that just set the all-time franchise record for wins in a season that's kind of left in its wake. So I feel good that the core of that team is still there. And you know me. I had said all along, look, Aiden, Kevin Durant, one of them's got to be back on the roster next year. You can't have a team where both of those guys aren't sons. So they brought Aiden back. It's mostly the same team from a year ago. I'm good, but I would have, I wanted him here. It would have been, it would have been Charles Barkley like if the Suns had gotten they Kevin been Durant. The, they would have been, now depending on what they give up, but you got to think even if they gave up Cam and Mikhail, right? Which they never offered these guys. But, just the difference between like the, the the no matter what they would have held on to a few could role players yes. they would have lost some but they would have held on to, to others Durant Aiton Booker Paul like 
they would have been the overwhelming favorite to win it all. They would have they been. Would have been. And they, that's that's where you try to look from the Suns fan perspective. How you feeling right now as a Suns fan? How you feeling? Like, we, did, were you counting on this happening? Were you believing that this was going to happen? Or were you... Did you have reservations? Were you hesitant? Like, maybe it'll happen? Because I think if you were all in, like, if, if somebody told you, hey, this is going to happen, this is definitely going to get done, like, you may have been, like, overexcited about it because you truly believed it was going to happen. Instead, maybe you, know, you, you heard from other people, tap the brakes, it may happen, it may not, we got to see. So you didn't, you're not 100% invested, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I, know, I know exactly what you mean. June 30th, the news broke that Kevin Durant wanted out. June 30th was the day the Suns were mentioned as one of his top destinations. And as you've pointed out a couple times today, June 30th was also the day that you reported that the Suns, that the Nets didn't want DeAndre Ayton no. as part of a trade. I'll tell you this, though. The day after June 30th, I flew out to California for a few days off for the 4th of July weekend. That whole trip. That whole trip, I was checking my phone thinking, it's going to happen any minute. Any minute, Kevin Durant's going to get traded to the Suns. And that was July 1st, 2nd. Third, fourth, fifth, mm-hmm. you know, like the whole time I thought any minute now he's going to get traded here and it's going to happen. And so, of course, I'm, I'm disappointed. I think they would have been heavy title favorites had they acquired him. I think now they're only moderate title favorites without him. But because the core is so strong, you tell me, how do you feel about it? Since, you know, was, since it's over now. There were two fronts during that time. The time frame you mentioned in July 1st, 2nd, there were two fronts. There was the Duran front, but we also had the Aiton front. So we were also like battling. We had two battles going on here. So we had the Duran stuff, but also what is going to happen with Aiton? Yeah. Is, is somebody going to sign him to an offer sheet? Are they going to trade him? Are uh, the Suns going to sign him? Could they let him walk because they don't want to pay the luxury tax? Like there was, uh, the, the, so there was so many issues involved with Aiton. And then Durant, I'm probably, look, relieved that it's over. But in a way, I would have, I like the five-year window rather than the two-year window. I like the longer window, if this yeah. makes sense. No, it does. I, I think by keeping McHale, Cam, all of your draft picks, because I'm going to tell you right now, those draft picks will turn into other pieces. Oh, the Suns aren't going to use those picks. They're not going to take the – but those draft picks can yeah. be used to go – when Chris Paul leaves, you might be able to say, okay, I'm going to trade three first-round draft picks for this great – you know, this, this really good point guard that's – I mean, like a Kyle Lowry type a couple of years from now. So – I think that the window stays open longer, so I'm probably, I'm a more conservative person than a risk taker. Mm -hmm. I think I like the window being open longer, and I I might be absolutely in the uh, minority here, and I get that, because Durant, you may have won the whole damn thing, but he is older. And he is injury prone, and he is a pain in the ass. <laughs> so I like, I I like that the windows open longer. Yeah. Does that make sense no, to it you? No, because well, I think we had sort of established those roles early on in this. I, I was the one who was like, draft picks be damned, and and players on the roster. I don't care. Go get Kevin Durant. This is this organization hasn't won this thing in fifty plus years. You you gotta you gotta go for it. And all along, I could tell you were. Much more hesitant to include everybody and to trade the farm and 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 trade all the draft. 
Mikel. And we, we, we talked about this many, many times. So I would imagine for you. I didn't want to trade Mikel. Yeah, I, 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 and I get it. And, and I really wanted Kevin Durant here. Now, that being said, it's still a really good basketball team. And they're still in a really good position. And I think they'll benefit a little bit next year from not being the best team in the NBA, assuming that they're not. Because I think there was some pressure that was associated with that when they got to the playoffs. And the, the expectation and the burden, if you will, of being the team expected to win it all. I'm hoping that maybe they can get back to stinking up on teams a little bit more this year and not being the heavy favorite like they were a year ago. I still think they're in a really, really good position. And I'll be honest with you, I don't... Yeah, I was getting a little bored with the Durant talk. I always enjoy the speculation, though. Like, I always enjoy wondering what if and how and, okay, Aiton's not going to get traded to the Nets. They don't want him. How can the Suns make this deal? And is it going to be a three-team deal? Is it going to be a four-team deal? Is Kevin Durant going to burn the house down in Brooklyn and just make it so the Nets Burning have to trade him. House. Right, exactly. The Talking Heads song. <laughs> um, what, what what can happen to make this happen? I enjoyed trying to figure it out because it was like a like a puzzle to solve. You know, how, how do we get Kevin Durant to the Suns and how do we make this happen? So now that it's over, I'm, you know, I, 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 ha- there has to be just part relief that it's over because it dragged on for so long. It did drag on. That's one. For a long time. The other thing is I think if Kevin Durant goes out there and absolutely kills it and has a and he's a top three or four MVP candidate, you're going to be like, was that is will this turn into? And we always use this phrase: Will this turn into one of the biggest what ifs? But for me, it's not because I kind of I know that they weren't close to getting him. Yeah. I know, like I know where they were in these negotiations and these discussions and these conversations. So for me, it's not the biggest what if because it was it was it, it was never that close. Yeah, to me, it was. I don't know if I'd put it as one of the biggest what ifs, but I will think what if just because we spent so much time talking about it and we had been asked about it. Think about how many times you were walking through the grocery store, right? Or you were you were at your kid's baseball game, or you were at a party, or you were at a at a restaurant out with your wife. A party. It, uh, well, in, my cro- okay. in my Crocs. I, 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 yeah, see, I brought that up because I knew I was at a party. I know you don't go to parties. Um, where you'd get asked about, hey, Kevin Durant, sons, what do you think? I'll What's the a, latest? I'll take it a step further. I could tweet something about the Diamondbacks, and there'd be 10 comments, well, what about Durant? <laughs> right. Like, like, feel like right, I'm exactly. commenting on the Diamondbacks are calling up a player, and it'd be like all these things under like what about Durant? Yep, that's like people want to know what about Durant. So even though you're telling me it wasn't close, and I believe you, because we spent so much, because the community was so invested in trying to figure out whether this was going to happen, I think Kevin Durant will be a what if player. I think he will go down as a what if player, even though it might technically not have been that close. I think Suns fans who are so invested in this will wonder what if. What if they would have gotten him? What would it have looked like? What could they have accomplished if Kevin Durant came here? So. It's not going to happen. We move on. It's not going to happen. We move on and we see what else the Suns can do. Maybe Kevin Durant will get hurt and only play in 40 games. We'll be like, man, we dodged a bullet right there. I mean, don't tell me the Nets are out of the woods with the drama. I mean, they can sit here and and say kumbaya all they want and, you know, roast marshmallows by the fire and pretend like everything's cool. Man, it's KD. It's Kyrie. It's the Nets. They're they're just they're not out of the woods. There's there's still there's still drama. 
with with Brooklyn. They'll still figure it out. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, now there's more fallout, though, not specific to Kevin Durant. But now that Kevin Durant is done and it's not going to happen, does this unlock moves around the league, specifically with Donovan Mitchell? We'll talk about that next on the Burns and Gambo show. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? Locally, the Arizona Diamondbacks are on tonight. They are underway. They're in the top of the third right now against the Kansas City Royals. Scoreless right now in the game. Heasley versus Zach Davies, the matchup. Davies, two perfect innings so far. He's thrown 28 pitches. Uh, Emmanuel Rivera making his first trip back to Kansas City. He's got a hit. Jake McCarthy doubled, but he was stranded in this game. So the Diamondbacks opening up a road trip. They are scoreless against Kansas City. That game's on right now. You can hear it on ESPN 620, or it's on Valley Sports Arizona. There's some baseball on tonight as well, Little League World Series, if that's your thing. And, um, yeah, that's what's on tonight. The elimination game, Texas and Iowa. Yeah, come on, Iowa. I find mm. myself rooting for Iowa now. I get it. Went yeah, yeah, I got it. Went yeah. to school there. I do want to remind you for one last time, because this is really cool, and we're thankful for the Suns for partnering with us on this one. The Suns announced today their brand-new Nike Classic Edition uniform. It celebrates the 30th anniversary of the 92-93 Suns team, and during select games, I don't know how often, but during select games this year, the current version of the Suns will wear the throwback purple sunburst jerseys that Barkley, KJ, Marley, Danny Ainge, all those guys used to wear back in 92-93. It's it's super nostalgic. It's It's a lot of fun. They're really iconic looking jerseys. I mean, anybody who was a fan of the Suns, you know, back in the early 90s, man, those jerseys were just, they were all that. If you want to own one of these jerseys, text the word jersey to 620-620 and you could win one of these brand new jerseys. Again, text the word jersey to 620-620. And uh, thanks to the Suns for partnering with us on this. All right. So once again, for the very late arriving crowd, Kevin Durant not going anywhere, at least not anytime soon. He kissed and made nice with uh, Steve Nash and Sean Marks and Joe Sy, And apparently everybody's good in Brooklyn now. And for now, there will be no trades. The dream of him coming to the Suns is over. It's time to Dream another dream. The NBA, and it was funny, Pat Bev was throwing a little shade at Kevin Durant on Twitter. Rightfully today. so. And like, man, this whole Kevin Durant thing has held up everything in the NBA. It's held up some stuff. It yeah, has, I don't right? Think it, yeah, I don't think it really held up anything for the Suns, but that's debatable. But uh, for other players, I'm sure, yeah, they were they were on standby waiting for the for this to figure itself out. Yeah, he, he tweeted at him earlier. It was a little bit of a beef on social media. Uh, y'all can sit and don't say nothing, but that ain't cool. It's dudes with families out here who haven't got a job because of this KD bleep. And to be on and off ain't cool. And then he said, blessing gang. And then KD shot back at him. And Pat like he always shot does. back at KD. I died. It turned into mm. a, a Twitter beef. Now that the KD deal isn't going to happen, I would think Pat Bev is right. This unlocks things to happen. And I would think Donovan Mitchell yeah. would be at the top of the list. Yeah, there's no doubt that Donovan Mitchell now is, is, is at the top of the list. There's been a lot of reports out there. Teams that are interested and not. I will tell you the three of the teams that have been kind of linked to Donovan Mitchell are not interested. That is Miami, Sacramento, and Atlanta. 
Those teams are not going to get Donovan Mitchell. They're not interested in Donovan Mitchell. The Knicks, of course, are. But let me give you the other teams that are also interested. Cleveland, Washington, Charlotte, Brooklyn, and the Lakers have all expressed interest in Donovan Mitchell. Now, you know this. I don't get this by reading stuff. I get this by talking to people you know, that are making these decisions. So Sacramento, Miami, and Atlanta, not interested. Cleveland, Washington, Charlotte, L.A., and Brooklyn are. I still think the Knicks have the best package to offer, but the question is, are they willing to offer it? I still think in the end, the Knicks have, you know, the, 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 they have the best stuff that they could offer, but I'm not sure that they're going to go all the way to get a deal done. Mitchell's a New York guy. It would be a homecoming of sorts for him to go back there and play for them. And the Knicks, of course, are always starved for kind of star power at the Garden and, and in that in that city. So that certainly makes sense. The Nets. That's fascinating to think that they could be involved in this. They could go from, are we trading Kyrie? Are we trading Kevin Durant? To we're keeping everybody and let's go get Donovan Mitchell too. Maybe that's what kept Durant there. Maybe they said, listen, we're going to pull up this deal. We're going to get you Donovan Mitchell. You know what? Maybe. I'm going to get you Donovan Mitchell for Ben Simmons right now. Just the fact that you're mentioning Brooklyn's a possibility leads me to believe maybe you're not wrong. It would take Ben Simmons and then something else. But what does Kevin Durant care about Ben Simmons? He's He's an elite defensive player. I know, but up Jason Tatum or any, he's elite defensive. But he hasn't played a minute with them. Mm -hmm. And there's a a reliability question with him in terms of how much is he going to play and how effective is he going to be offensively. And Mitchell's, you know, hot garbage defensively. So I get that. I'm not saying Ben Simmons isn't worthwhile. Of all the teams where he could go, there's really only one legit Western Conference team, and that's the Lakers. That's the Lakers. Which is, doesn't scare me that much, to be honest with you. Donovan Mitchell going to the Lakers doesn't scare me a ton. I don't think it's Donovan Mitchell does have a lot of limitations. He only goes right. He doesn't play any defense. He's a smaller guard. I mean, he's a nice player. The Knicks seem to really, really like him. Other teams like him too. If he's your second or third best, like if he's your second or third best player, he can't be your best player. And in Utah, too many times he was asked to be their best player. So as long as he is your, if he's your, he'll be you know, the third best player in the Lakers. He'll fit in great there as the third best player. Yeah, that I agree with. I just think the reason why I don't fear him going to the Lakers is. It has nothing to do with him. It has to do with Anthony Davis. He's just so unreliable. He's so unreliable in terms of his availability. And so the Lakers as a whole, I just don't. It's not like, oh, oh man, the Lakers got Donovan Mitchell. Look out. Here they come. It's sort of like that last year when they got Russell Westbrook. Oh, man, the Lakers yeah. got Westbrook. They're, no, they're not. They're going to suck. It didn't help at all. It, it didn't help one day. It made it worse. And, and I think Mitchell is better than Westbrook. But because Anthony Davis is just so unreliable, I, I wouldn't be scared about that at all. It's going to do it for us. We are out of here. We're going to see you tomorrow straight up 2 o'clock right here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.